Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. All right. Well, before we begin, I have a confession to make. I'm actually going to confess something to you. And that is, I've been very resistant to even doing this episode. Now, I I think it's a good idea, or I've thought it has been a good idea. But when it comes down to actually sitting down and recording it, I've been resistant. I I put it off. I found other things to do. I can't think of what to say. Well, I can't say that because I did record an episode exactly on this topic, and it was well over an hour. But I didn't think it was very cohesive, wasn't very instructive. It was just a lot of gobbledygook. And so I'm sitting here now re-recording this episode, and this is about the symptoms, the circumstances, the experiences that you're going to have as your consciousness expands, as you evolve to a new level, or potentially several levels. Now, one of the reasons why I've been resistant to this, even though I feel it's needed and wanted and almost necessary, uh, on the other hand, it's not needed, it's not necessary, and it's not necessarily wanted. But uh, the only thing I do know is that I did not have anything like this, no instruction, no indicators that I was on a journey, that I was unfolding, and that what I was feeling, what I was going through Was it necessarily normal? And it wasn't necessarily because I was screwing things up. And so there's been that that item there, me sitting on the fence of whether or not it's really needed or not needed or or what's this really about. I've been compelled to do it. There's been some other force behind me that has been instructing me to, yes, sit down and do this, Daniel. The other thing that, you know, my rational mind wants to tell you that of these symptoms, circumstances, experiences that I'm going to talk about, many of them may be mistaken for actual physical ailments going on, nutritional deficiencies, practices that you've been going on or had in place for many years, and we're just now pointing to it, oh, you're having a spiritual awakening. No, you're just not taking care of yourself. And so as I talk about these things, I want you to really pay attention and really be honest with yourself. Has this been ongoing? Has this been, you know, or could this be a result of poor diet, not enough rest, just basic bad habits? Because the last thing that I want to do is let you off the hook for things that you should and could be responsible for, but haven't been. Now, you could look on YouTube or a variety of other places and look for signs of ascension. And there's a list of probably 20, 25, 30 items there. And most of them are so general that they could apply to anyone. And frankly, I've looked at a couple of them. I don't have any idea where they got the list. To a large degree, I don't. Now, I'm going to, in this episode, I'm going to speak from my own personal experience and understand that what I have gone through, you may not necessarily go through. But on the other hand, I've also worked with a large number of people, and I have a lot of different perspectives to draw on. And so there's that, and then there's my own personal experience. So as with anything that I say, understand that your mileage may vary, meaning your unique driving habits, thinking habits, 
Your life in general may speak to something differently, so always acquiesce to your own inner guidance. Now, on another note, as I begin talking about the different experiences, perceptions, uh, sensations that you're going to experience, there may not be a hierarchy or there may not be a specific order in which these occur. I'm going to speak from, you know, these may or may not be one of the first things that you experience, but, you know, you could experience uh, some different aspects of this list further down the road or not at all, or again, you know, take it for what it's worth. Are you getting to get a sense of why I was reticent about actually going ahead and recording this? Because, you know, it kind of depends, kind of depends on where you are, kind of depends because everyone's on the cutting edge of their own discovery. That's the first thing that I want to say. Everyone is on the cutting edge of their own discoveries. So circumstances, sensations that I've gone through, you may not go through just because I've gone through them and you haven't experienced them doesn't mean that you're deficient, doesn't mean that you're behind. You're just in a different place in time and space. If you observe somebody else, another teacher, and you hear them recount something that they went through, some spiritual epiphany, some awakening, and you think, oh, I want that so bad. I've actually had people wanting to hire me to teach them or get them to a point where they can have their own spiritual awakening. Now, when I refer to that, I'm talking about my own spiritual awakening, my kundalini awakening when I was 27, 28. And that opened up a whole world of energy, moving energy, and spiritual adventures. But understand that there was 15 years of meditation that occurred before that. And who knows how many lifetimes to get me to that point. And so it's not the end goal that we're after. It's about the journey. It's about the epic adventure that you're invested in. And so if you're listening to this right now and you listen to the end, you are in the right place at the right time. You are already on the spiritual path. You are already evolving and expanding your consciousness. Okay, then now on a completely different note, one of the reasons why I'm doing this list for you is so that you can have a perspective and consciously engage in the process, consciously engage in the uplifting, the unfoldment of your consciousness of your spiritual adventure. Now, with that said, this is going to happen whether you're actively involved or paying attention or not. I know for me, when I was 27, there was on August 8th, there was the harmonic convergence, and that was a big deal. I wasn't actively involved in that. I heard about it. Other people are having ceremonies and practicing and meditating. I was a non-participant, you know, not, not consciously. But because I was on the planet, because I was in the time and space at that moment in history, I got the benefit of the effects. And over the years, there has been a number of energetic upgrades of alignments and planetary coincidences and, again, alignments that have up-leveled our energy. Just since the end of 2019, there's been a half a dozen major shifts in the universe, in our solar system, and on the planet. One of the consequences that you're going to see from this, the people that are not necessarily ready are going to feel left behind. They're not even going to know, though, that they're left behind. You'll know, 
And part of this evolution is that in that awareness is that you do not want to practice spiritual egotism as, as if you're more evolved, better off, more spiritually aligned than somebody else. Again, in love and compassion, every person is in the perfect place for where they are on the dial. Each and every person is on the cutting edge of their own discoveries, their own evolution. So if I was to ascertain what is one of the the first things that you're going to experience uh, as you evolve spiritually, as you begin to wake up or, and you can, you know, if you've already been on the path for a while, you may be able to look back at this and say, oh yeah, I went through that. And that is that you're quietly unsettled in your life. There is a, there could be a quiet sadness There could be a disparity between the vision that you have for your life and your current circumstances, a huge gap. And in that recognition of the gap, you you don't have the know-how, the wherewithal. You can't see how can I get from here to where I want to be. I can remember having the awareness of where I was heading and where I'm still heading And not knowing the difference of being caught up in the circumstances of kind of getting through the going through of where I was and literally laying down on the bottom of the tub and letting the shower water run over me to just kind of induce this numbness, wishing I didn't know what I knew, wishing that I could have a normal expectation of life you know, a pedestrian expectation of life. I wish I didn't have the dreams I had. I wish I didn't have the perceptions that I had about what lie ahead because at that moment in time, I could not see how to get from where I wanted to be from where I currently was. And so as a consequence, you may experience tremendous highs, joys, filled with gratitude and love, and then have a day where you're down in the dumps. It's like you're at the very bottom end of the scale emotionally. And so there's, you almost, there's this manic depressive kind of episode. And this is where I want to point again, you know, is this something new or is this been something that has been ongoing in your life? If it's been ongoing, look to the circumstances in your family, the epigenetics, the belief systems, the behaviors, the circumstances that have occurred not only for you, but for your parents. Is this something generational? Is this something nutritional? You see, I operate on the belief that each of us has the perfect design for our mind and body encoded within. And if for one reason or another, it's not being supported by our thinking, by our practices, by our nutrition, or by our environment, our family system, then we may experience blocks in receiving that energy or expressing that energy. But to speak more about this feeling of being quietly unsettled in your life, there's this predominant feeling that you're not where you're supposed to be. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're not being who you're supposed to be being. You just feel kind of out of place. Now, up until this realization, you may have been fine. You may have been hunky-dory with the way things have been. There could be almost an experience of one day you thought something, and then the next day you were awakened, and suddenly you were open to new possibilities or just the awareness 
of what am I doing? My life isn't working. I don't like where I am. What decisions did I make along the way to get me to this? This could be where you're living. This could be the relationship that you're in, the circumstances, the the whole lifestyle that you're in. Suddenly, it just doesn't feel right. When you're when this occurs to you, my suggestion is that you don't immediately take action to shift it. You be in the inquiry. I wonder what's next. Like when you're in an inquiry, you're entertaining a question. You're holding a question without the real need or the attempt to answer it fully. You're just investigating a lot of different possibilities based on this question. I wonder what's next. I wonder where I where I could be. I wonder how I could be in the world. Because understand where you currently are, all you know is all you know. And what you don't know, you don't know. You don't know, you don't know it. So in this awakening, you basically know there's a lot that I don't know. But in this awakening, you start looking out across the marketplace in our culture, you know, with your friends or people in the market at work on TV, the news. And suddenly you wonder, what planet am I on? What planet are they on? It just doesn't seem to add up. The things people are saying, I don't think that's true. And this could also speak to any religious organization that you were brought up in, any doctrine that you had been uh, cultivated in. Suddenly, it just doesn't feel right anymore. And that could be one of the things that led you to this conversation, to this podcast episode and other episodes, other podcasts, other people, uh, other spiritual teachers, I guess. Just this feeling of being unsettled in your life, and there is a greater reality to be known. Now, in this inquiry, you're going to encounter a lot of different teachers. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. Now, while it would fancy my ego a lot to say that you learn all you need to learn from me, I'm suggesting you listen to a lot of different teachers, get a lot of different perspectives. Some of the teachers I study, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, I've met both of them and studied in different settings with them, read all their books, listened to their tapes. Carolyn Miz, Sonia Choquette, Penny Pierce, the Seth material, the Abraham Hicks material, um, all kinds of different uh, circumstances and teachers I can't even remember. I studied Siddha Yoga in Baba Muktananda in Guru Mai, as well as Buddhism, Taoism, and a variety of world mythologies and religions. I've studied the samurai in Bushido, and it's go where you're called to, go where your heart is pulled to. There's an answer for you based on your current level of knowing, your current understanding, and also the learnings from your past lives. And so where I have sought inspiration may not be where you seek inspiration. And so just be open again in this inquiry. See, I was too fast to try and figure it out. And it wasn't until many years later when I really embraced this idea of being in an inquiry, entertaining a question without the need for an answer. I had met with a channel Oh, probably shortly after my spiritual awakening, my Kundalini awakening. And she said to me, she channeled uh, a group consciousness referred to as Michael. And there's a lot of people that seem to channel the Archangel Michael. 
as well as a consciousness or mass consciousness called Daniel. But she told me that there is going to be an impetus and urging to get out in the world and start teaching, to start healing. And what I was to do is sit at home. I was to meditate. I was to gather up my energy to clarify and clean my vessel, to allow the energy to move through me to up-level my mechanism. Now, I do have to say that this was at a time in the world where the material world was a lot denser. And so while it was incumbent upon me, and just ask yourself, are you ready? Are you ready to begin healing? Are you ready to start that coaching business? Are you ready to be the teacher? Or do you feel like you need to do some homework? If you feel like you need to do some homework, sit home and meditate. It Ultimately, your job, your contribution to the universe, to all it is, is the work that you do on yourself. You are not here to assist mankind, to evolve mankind. It's not up to you. What is up to you, what is your responsibility, is to evolve yourself, to remove the blocks that you have in your connection to all that is. What's next? The next major thing that you'll probably experience is an increased sense of synchronicity. A lot of you already experienced this. Again, like I said, we're already coming into the world pre-wired. The, the, the energy isn't as dense. And so we have been naturally experiencing, a lot of people have been experiencing an increase in the number of synchronicities. Now, these synchronicities, when they show up, now, let me, if you're not familiar with synchronicities, These are events that coincide in time and space, and they are for your benefit. It seems like they're an answer to a prayer or an answer to an intention. You meet the right person, you you go to the store at the right time, and, and the moment you're ready to find the parking spot, one opens up for you right near the front door. Synchronicity. Now, for many people, these synchronicities may occur before this feeling of being unsettled in your life. These synchronicities, these circumstances, these so-called coincidences. Now, when people say it's just a coincidence, it basically means the same thing as a synchronicity. But what they're inferring is that there's no divine intervention, no divine manipulation in bringing these events together. It's just a coincidence. Well, I've been on the planet long enough and had enough experiences to say that there are no such things as just mere coincidences. Everything is unfolding for your benefit. Everything is happening for you. And when you recognize these synchronicities, when you recognize these events coming together in a way that it supports you, what that indicates is that you are aligned with source or you have been aligned with source. You've created an intention. There's been no resistance there. And you have the universe rolling down and bowing at your feet. Now, on the flip side of that, if you're not experiencing many synchronicities, consider that you may have some blocks there, that you have an idea that you need to effort or work really hard in life, that there's a certain amount of struggle involved. Allowing things to come easily, again, is one of those paths or one of those circumstances or epiphanies in waking up. 
the universe is there to conspire on your behalf, things can and do happen easily without virtually any effort whatsoever. But if you're in the belief that it takes a lot of effort, that it takes a lot of hard work, that it takes a lot of uh, struggle to get what you want, then that's what you're going to experience. And your experience is going to validate your belief and your belief is going to validate your experience until you give it up. And what typically happens when you're ready to give it up is that you'll reach a point where you cannot or you fail miserably. You'll try and work real hard and it was really important to you and you're efforting and it fails. Uh, Reality. It could be a relationship. You may have someone leave your life either by choice or through death or by some other means. The world as you knew it changed, shattered, ended, and you're left sometimes in depression. Sometimes you're left just reeling in shock about what hasn't happened. And you're in the questioning of everything. This is what I've called the dark night of the soul. It's that the way I thought things were, or the, I guess, the mechanistic idea that I had about reality, I came to terms with it wasn't that. And so I had to actually sit with myself and wonder, what the hell is it really about? What is life? Who am I in relationship to You question everything. But there's this undercurrent that what you knew just isn't working anymore. It probably will never work. The idea that you had about yourself was false, wasn't true. The ideas that you had about relationship or what the most important thing in life was, wasn't true. And now you have to figure it all out. You're coming at that point of maturity where you leave your childhood behind, the programming and conditioning of your childhood, and you get to choose your life as an adult on your own terms. You get to, you can, sometimes we choose what we went through, what we learned as a child, but sometimes we release it all. And that may bring us to what I guess could be considered the next level or the next circumstance, the next focus, is that there's this feeling that you need to want to heal the past, Whatever misperceptions you had about growing up, any any ideas that you had that you were victimized, that you were at the effect, you are carrying all this pain and you're ready to release it, but you don't know how. You're in the process of investigating, how do I heal? How do I release the past? How do I live in the present moment so I can create the future that I want instead of dragging or recalling the past into the present? And just pushing it forward. And so there's this very conscious endeavor to release the past traumas, to drop the emotional baggage, to interrupt the negative patterns that lead to a sense of healing and personal transformation. Now, sometimes this happens spontaneously. You just all of a sudden drop it, drop the past. And just a little secret, it can be that easy. Because how we recall and perpetuate the traumas of the past is through our own internal storytelling, our own internal recalling of it. You see, we live our whole life, and this is one of the other realizations, we live our whole life in our head. You live your experience of the world 
registers in between your own two ears. So your experience of other people, your experience of the world, what works, what doesn't work, is just a perception. It's just an idea. It's just a series of thoughts that you've adopted along the way. Some of them seem somewhat accurate and some of them don't. And so you start putting together your own internal philosophy. And I have to tell you, you never know where the teachers are going to come from. I can remember, well, I, I don't remember the exact date, but I had sequestered myself at home. I wasn't dating. I had said, I'm not going to date for a year. And it was probably uh, 2004, something like that. And uh, 2005, 2000, 2005. And I didn't have cable. And I often went to Blockbuster, which was a store that rented DVDs, rented movies. I know most people stream them today, and some people don't even know what a Blockbuster is. But it was a store where you could rent movies. And what did I rent? I had heard about, never saw, the series Sex in the City. And so I rented it, and I binge-watched it. I watched all six seasons in like three days. And what I encountered was looking at myself in relationship. Now, I have to say, Sex in the City is not the, the paragon of the ideal relationships, but there's a lot, of, a lot of exchanges or dynamics between men and women portrayed in that series. And in watching that series, I saw aspects of myself for the first time as if I was the witness to my life, how I was behaving in relationships or not behaving, and it was healing. I can actually remember crying a couple times at just how stupid I was. But at the time, I was operating from what I knew was operating from the best of intentions, but I realized that it was damaging. I realized that I wasn't really in the relationships it, you know, and possibly someone else could binge watch the series and not have the same epiphany. It was at the right place at the right time for me. I get emails all the time in recounting different things from my life, different circumstances. I don't necessarily know how impactful they are, but one thing that I say or one thing that I said, somebody picks up on, it's what they needed to hear in that moment. And it changes everything. They send me an email. They're so thankful. And that's why I do this. That's why I'm doing this episode. That's why I do the podcast. That's why I teach. It's why, it's why I'm on the planet. Because I like other people to have those moments of aha. That in, to me, an aha is a full body cascade effect, biochemical storm that occurs and everything is rewired. You're never ever the same. And that speaks to some of these, you're going to encounter a lot more ahas as you seek out new teachers and new circumstances. You're going to hear the exact thing you need to hear in that moment. And suddenly you're going to have an aha experience. You're going to be rewired and never, ever again the same. Another, another reason why I've been reticent in doing this is because I've had to recall how I felt in the past back in my 20s and 30s and once you once you pass or move through the gate it's hard for you to remember how it was before or what was the world like when you didn't know because once you know it almost feels like you never didn't know 
So something I've been kind of pointing to, but I haven't really specified, and that is opening up to your intuition, opening up to inner signals, being inner directed. The universe will conspire on your behalf as you begin to lean into, accept, and and follow your urgings and your promptings without knowing how you know. I can remember that statement, knowing without knowing how I knew, was very key in me releasing the idea that I needed to explain it rationally, to actually have or be able to draw a line between the different thoughts, what led me to this knowing, what led me to this understanding. And many times I didn't know. And so and once I adopted the idea that I was able to know without knowing how I knew, that opened up my intuition that opened myself up to receiving, and I began bringing to me many, many more synchronicities, many more events that were unfolding for my behalf. And this is where we kind of are now. There is an accelerating acceleration in our spiritual unfoldment. It just means that things are going to be going faster and faster. Things may be changing at a more rapid rate. I have the feeling you're going to see many more structures, institutions in the 3D material world fall away. And there may be a sense, a feeling as if, to lack of a better word, this shit is hitting the fan. It will feel like the world is crumbling, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. And what is there to survive? Well, my dad experienced lots of different changes in society. I've seen a certain amount of change I've been a lot more adaptable. You know, I bought one of the first computers in 1990, and, you know, it was DOS, and I had to learn how to program DOS. And uh, I read the book, Idiot's Guide to DOS, one of the best books I ever read. But I taught myself a lot about computers. Now, I'm not that computer savvy, but I am, you know, I don't, I know people that are so smart about computers. I have a pretty good understanding. I know a lot about computers, but nothing to the degree of an expert. I have no problem building my own website, no problem doing a lot of the tech. It's not my preference. Anyways, I'm going down a rabbit hole. But what I'm saying is I grew up without cell phones. I There was a whole change in the communication process and just the expectations that people have in sending a text on how fast they expect a response I literally remember wanting to talk to somebody, calling and leaving a message, not even being able to leave a message. Like you called them and you would call them repeatedly for a week. No one picked up the phone or you were always calling when no one was home. There was no answering machine. There was no messages to be left. And so you could go a week, two weeks before you actually talked to somebody. I would leave the house and my mom had no idea where I was all day long until I came home for dinner. It worried her a lot when I was younger, when I was six, seven, eight, nine. But after a while, she realized that's just the way I was. I was a wanderer, and I would wander. I loved to explore. I would be all over the city, in the river, in the woods. And some of the stuff, if she knew where I was, it would probably give her a heart attack. But what I'm saying is, There's been so many technological changes, and there's going to continue to be, and there's going to be entire, some of the institutions, some of the mindsets, the governmental practices have been in place for eons, 
And some of them have not been put in place for the people, by the people. They have served certain people in power, certain institutions, certain businesses, certain different players. And a lot of that's going to fall away. We're going to have to restructure our financial system. And that's going to be um, not comfortable. I just shook my head. The wire. It's not going to be comfortable. And that's another thing about transformation is part of accepting the unfoldment as things change will make things easier for you. Accept the change. Be in the moment. Release your expectation. Acknowledge the disappointment. Acknowledge whatever comes up. If you have to grieve for any expectation, anything that you had in the past, give yourself time to grieve. And this is, an, this is another thing that happens on the path. You become a lot more compassionate with yourself. You become a lot more gentle with yourself. You start to love yourself more. You realize that you are a sovereign being, that you live with yourself 24-7, 365. There's no one that you have to please, really, other than you. And so sometimes in this realization we get very protective about our boundaries. We start being very defiant about people that are encringing. Or let's say we begin to recognize where we've been giving up our power, giving up our, self, our sense of autonomy. Once we start claiming it, it feels as if we're, we're rebelling against the world, rebelling against certain people, certain people that we're just being themselves because we did not have boundaries, so they took as much as they wanted because we were never there to say, that's enough. I'm not giving anymore. We would just give and give, and people that are takers will take and take and take. If you don't say that's enough, they're just going to take, and you've also done the same. Okay, so in this process of transformation, one of the things to think about, if you've ever engaged in a new exercise program, working new muscles, there's some discomfort early on. And a lot of the exercises are harder in the beginning because you're not used to them. As you upgrade your psyche, upgrade your energy, it's going to feel as if you're working out for the very first time. You're going to feel uncomfortable in certain circumstances in your life. There's a, a higher degree of uncomfortableness or uneasiness or a feeling of awkwardness. I refer to this as going through the void. It feels like you're, you're somewhere in between. You're not here nor there. You're somewhere in between and you're trying to find your way. You're trying to find the light. It's a period of confusion. But as you upgrade your energy system, Again, this is where you have those feelings of elation and those feelings of being felt or being pulled down. And because you're recalibrating your system as you're moving new levels of energy, you're going to have periods of fatigue. You're going to have periods of, uh, you may have headaches. You may have a cold, the flu come on. And you don't know, like, where did I get this from? It just came on all of a sudden. Well, it'll be flu-like symptoms, but your body is adjusting to a new level of being. Energy's all around us. As we open up, energy begins flowing through us. You may have experience of a bright light. You may have dizziness. 
you may hear ringing in your ears. It's usually a high-pitched ringing. Your blood pressure may increase as well. Now, if you've had, if it's suddenly an onset of high blood pressure, what's happening is as energy moves through you, your arteries aren't necessarily relaxing like they should. This is where you need to drink more water and take in more magnesium because minerals and water are going to help you with the conductivity of energy flowing through your body. I can remember for the better part of a year, I had a semi-high-pitched tone going on in my left ear. It was almost constant, and it got to a point where I was able to ignore it. And then there were times when it would be louder and then softer. Well, as part of my wife's spiritual journey, she took a class in acutonics, which utilizes tuning forks that have been tuned to the frequencies of the planets. And that was channeled through a psychic, through somebody else. But all these tuning forks were tuned to the planets. And through her, another friend of mine, Anna Noyce, who I interviewed in The Spiritual Adventure, and that's available in the Nexus. But I interviewed her. She's a healer. She also took acutonics. And then Mary Burt Kelly, who is also in acutonics. And she actually teaches acutonics or healing through frequency and sound. Well, Anna had pulled out a, an, an advanced set of tuning forks and she hit one of the tuning forks and I said, that is the tone that's in my ears. She said, this is tuned to the planet Saturn. So this means that you're actually aligning with the Saturn energy. She told me, evidently, I'm entering a time with increased authenticity and accountability where I will accept my responsibility for my life to a whole new level. She told me Saturn was a very powerful planet of change, and the ringing in my ear was an indication that I was aligning with that energy. And I said, that must be it. She hit that tuning fork again, it hit a complementary tuning fork, and put it on both sides of my ears, and neutralized the sound. I didn't hear it anymore. I up-leveled the mechanism. On the timeline, this was about 2017. On another perspective, ringing in the ears, tones in the ears, hearing voices, seemingly hearing voices off in the distance, can be you moving through the upgrading of your auditory faculty, your clear audience ability to tune into information, audible information from the universe. And since I talked about acutonics, if you want to get involved in that, if you feel pulled to that, several people have felt pulled to that when I've introduced it to them, and it's opened up a whole new world of experience, of sound and vibration. I'll link Mary Burke Kelly's link in the show notes. She is a national teacher. She teaches a lot of her stuff over Zoom, and it's definitely a healing path if you choose it. Let me get back to the different sensations in the body, which I was getting to. Uh, You're going to have more tingling. I can remember early on when I was meditating, my hands would tingle, something fierce. And it was so unusual, so weird, it was so noticeable. Now it happens, it's just normal to me. In fact, my whole body tingles like that, and it's just normal. But I can remember when it was first happening, It seemed definitely odd. It was definitely different. I knew something was going on. There's an increase in vibrations. When I do energy work, sometimes my hands will vibrate. My arms and hands will vibrate to the point where it looks like I have, uh, what is it, Parkinson's. They're just shaking unbelievably as the energy flows through me. I can literally feel energy moving through my body now. 
in different parts of the planet. Now, in uh, late 1999, I think, I went to Sedona, and I was there for three weeks, and I went to the different vortexes, the different energy centers. I meditated there, and I had just these opening up experiences, like a flower blooming, and I can remember I wanted a massage. I looked it up, and there was a woman that did sports massage and transformational massages, And I called her. I said, I would like a transformational massage. And 99% of the massages that she did were sports massages. And she knew because I called asking for a transformational massage that I was different. It was going to be a different experience. And this is where I've been somewhat gifted, I guess, supported by the universe. There's been certain times when I've encountered an energy worker and they normally massage, do energy work for 60 minutes, 90 minutes. I I invested in the 90-minute massage. Susan, Susan Hall, gave me a three-hour massage and energy session. And that will happen. You will encounter healers, different situations that will up-level your game in a way that you could not conceive of on the front end. But then again, I did ask for a transformational massage. Ask and you shall receive, right? Uh, Another thing that happens physically is you may get a pressure, a tingling, more like a pressure at the base of the skull, top of the spine, which can sometimes lead to like a fullness in the head or pressure in the head. One of the ways that you can relieve this is by touching your tongue to the roof of your mouth and toning. Uh, and and it will drain and just think of it as you're opening up a drain and siphoning out the excess energy building up in your brain in that mechanism inside and you're just relieving the pressure in fact it's helpful to actually visualize yourself draining uh, just touching your the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth in addition to these tingling sensations and the vibrations You'll have times of feeling incredibly grounded to the earth. You'll actually feel the vibrations of the planet. You'll become more aware of the sensations and vibrations and energies as you move in and out of different in, uh, social circles, in different rooms, in different places. There are places that you've been in and have traveled to many, many times. Suddenly, you don't want to go there at all. You may have possessions that you've had around you all the time. Suddenly, you can't get rid of it fast enough. You may decide to completely reorder your environment, restructure everything, throw things out, purge, get rid, like, get rid of all your clothes. You, you start redefining who you are for the world. Suddenly, you're in a whole new existence. And you feel as if you have to reinvent yourself. Now, I didn't, I only touched upon intuitive insights, but you may experience more vivid dreams, realistic dreams, or you'll wake up and like, wow, that was weird. And then you may have other dreams where it feels like you're receiving a download. And literally it has felt like I've received downloads from the universe, mass file storage or mass files of data downloaded into my psyche And I'm aware that I'm having an energetic download, but I couldn't tell you specifically what was being entered into my system. But, you know, that's part of the course. And then there's other dreams which are very prophetic. 
and I can remember them. And it occurs like deja vu. And then I remember, oh, I had this dream two years ago, which really screws with your mind about time. And we'll get to time in just a minute, time and the flow of time. But you'll have these psychic experiences, these visions. Um, You'll have a, a stronger connection to inner guidance and really know things certain with certainty that you have no way of knowing how you know it. That will occur on an increasing basis. And there's a, there's a way to accelerate this. I have a course on it because I did this for myself. And you can find out more about that if, you, if you're so interested by going to yesdaniel.com and clicking on the nexus. But I talked about changes in perception of time. So you're going to have a feeling of time speeding up which a lot of people do as they grow older. It seems like time goes faster and faster. Now, there's a reason for that, a cognitive reason, is mainly because we do the same thing kind of repetitively, time after time after time, day after day after day. So all the days kind of run in together. And before we know it, gosh, it's been a week. So it feels like time is moving faster. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. You'll have days where it seems like it went by in an instant. And then another day where You're in the moment and just time expands without explanation. And it feels like you have access to all this energy, all this time, and you're completely immersed in the present moment. It's as if time stands still. Sometimes you're engaged in art. Sometimes you're writing. Sometimes you're in some kind of craft. Maybe you're walking. Maybe you're meditating. But there's this feeling as if you're outside of time and space. Now, personally, I got to play with time a lot when I was working with FedEx. You know, when they say absolutely positively the next day by 1030, you have to plan your work and work your plan. And so I was able to actually play and expand and contract time and play with it that way from an other than conscious level, from a elevated consciousness level. One of the things that I would say to myself when it felt like I did not have enough time, I would say, all the time I have is all the time I need. All the time I have is all the time I need. And I would also say time is just a mental construct. And so I would release my idea of time and just be in the faith that everything would unfold magically. And often it would. But there's this definite perception of time, a shift in perception of time. And once that happens, you'll understand to a greater degree that all time is happening now. All history, past, present, future is occurring right now in this moment. You cannot get there cognitively. You need to feel your way to that realization. Now, earlier I talked about you may want to like reinvent yourself. And so there's these definite changes in diet and lifestyle. You may change the type of people you hang out with, how you spend your time. If you were a vegetarian for years, suddenly you might start eating meat. Maybe you suddenly decide to become a vegetarian. Maybe you give up sweets just like that or drop cigarettes. But there's a definite shift in your dietary preferences. In fact, food that you once thought was good, you know, that was palatable, actually appetizing, suddenly you have no taste for it. You don't like it. It doesn't sit right with your system. You have or may have a greater number of food sensitivities. 
Now, there's also some environmental reasons for food sensitivities, and we won't get into that now. But just recognize that you may be more sensitive to foods and toxins and fragrances out in the world. This is when our whole mechanism becomes more sensitive to energy. And all those different toxins, all the different smells are vibrating at a particular frequency and they no longer jive with you or you no longer jive with them. There's probably more, but probably more so than anything else is that there is a profound awareness that you are a spiritual being immersed in the human experience. You know yourself to be spiritual, that you are on a spiritual path, and your life begins to take on all the complexities of a spiritual practice. People have often asked me, what spiritual practices do I have in place? And I said, my spiritual practice is my life. It's where I've learned to accept things as they are, to create what I want, to release and let go. It's where I learn to love, where I get to practice unconditional love. But in this spiritual awareness, you have a greater depth of awe in respect for the epic adventure, a greater depth of awe for nature. You get caught up in the profundity of life. You see And there's a poem, and I can't remember all the exact words, but you can see infinity in a grain of sand. There is just this profound awareness of your interconnectedness to all that is and the interplay of all the different dynamics of life unfolding, and you're in the middle of it. So that typically comes at the end of a lot of this, but you may have glimpses of it, and that's such a beautiful experience is possibly in meditation. I haven't talked much about meditation, but you'll have these glimpses of a spiritual reality. And you have these glimpses to kind of pull you forward, to keep you, prodding you along the journey, prodding you along the adventure, enticing you to move forward. And so these glimpses become more and more solidified and more and more real in your experiences. So if you've already had glimpses of a greater reality, there's more to come. Definitely more to come. Now, I did mention meditation, and that has been a bedrock practice to help all this unfold. So I'm going to do another episode on different practices that you can put in place that will assist you in moving forward or accelerating your own spiritual growth in a way that's easy and palatable for you. You do not want to grow too fast. You want to grow just fast enough. Just push the boundaries of what's comfortable in order for you to accelerate in the best amount, or not the best, the most appropriate speed for you. Like I said, Each and every person is on the cutting edge of their own discoveries. You're in the perfect place at the perfect time. And I'll talk more about how to get there in the next episode. See, we've talked almost, or I've talked almost an hour, and you probably understand why I was a little reticent about broaching it. But once I got into it, it all came off just peachy. Until next time. This is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 